Good evening, you fantastic and glorious degenerates of this floating rock that we call Earth. Welcome to Off the Wire. I am your host, Noella Lynn, aka the Cajun Libertarian. And tonight we have a somewhat short but absolutely packed with information and entertainment show for you tonight. So please stick around to the end. It's not going to last very long, but this is incredibly important. Titles The Collapse of the Dollar and the rise of AI, and so much more next on the Cajun Libertarian. Stick around on Off the Wire. Yes, indeed. Welcome, everyone. Patricia Marie, hashtag off the wire. 100%. Thank you so much. Nikki McKinney says, I may have pronounced your name wrong there. I apologize. Uh, remember to hit the like button and the notification bell, y'all. Please, and share it. Share it with your friends. Um, what up, nerds? Yeah, look, we are nerds here. It is what it is. At this point in life, in United States or global politics, right? Geopolitical politics. You must be a nerd to actually be attentive and, and learn anything whatsoever about what's going on in the world. So I take that, Christopher, my guy from Twitter, longtime Twitter, one of my first Twitter followers, a uh, big supporter. Love him so much. Yeah, yeah, I'm a nerd. I'll take it. I'll take it. I read a lot, study a lot, have to. How the how in the world are we going to be able to keep up what's happening on this planet if we're not nerds by the definition of said nerds? So um, before we get started, please like, share, subscribe. You know, if you're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of those things, please leave me a five-star review and a subscription. That would be very much appreciated. If you hate my guts, please comment. I love it. Let me know how I can do better. It, it, it is sorely appreciated. If you are a critic of this show and of me, of my pages, which I get a lot of critics on the Facebook page and the Twitter account, you know, hey, you're welcome here. Come on. Let me know. Let me know how I can do better. It would be fantastic. Amanda Gibbs says, hey, what is going on, Amanda? Nick says, brushes my nerdy shoulders off. Amen. Chris says, that's why I belong here. Yes, indeed. So let's get into it. So we are going to have a, a kind of a short show tonight. But, um, yeah, you know, look, I always kind of predict these things and they kind of never work out because I start producing the content or, or you know, letting you know about the content that I've been you know, dissecting. And then it winds up into a longer show than I had previously anticipated. That's just uh, how it happens. Um, whatever. But it should be a short show. But it is absolutely packed. Before we get started on all of the serious parts of what's happening in the world, let me say this. Yes, Trump got indicted today. Hold on. I've, I've got an article for it. Let me see. Real, real quick, real quick. All right. It's uh, it's this one right here. Trump got indicted. All right. Good to go. Uh, major distraction. Who cares? Nobody cares. Nothing's going to happen whatsoever. Don't care about that whatsoever. Don't care. Not even in the slightest. So. We have handled that portion of today's cultural media, which is an absolute dumpster fire. Oh, well, <laughs> that's a perfect segue into this. The current state of media, an absolute effing dumpster fire, which I did a great segment on today. 
on the lunch show. So you will absolutely, or I'm sorry, it's uh, technically the, the lunch shows are pushed to the next day. So it's going to air tomorrow, right? I recorded it today. It'll be airing tomorrow. It's unrealistically stupid. You're, you, it's one of those situations where you really can't believe that that's what they're promoting, that that's what they're defending, that that's what they're telling you to talk about. So I talked about it ah! and I made fun of it and mocked it relentlessly. Chris says the media is fire. No, I said the media is an absolute effing dumpster fire, but he is there to troll me with an absolute excellent troll. You should follow Chris on Twitter, by the way. He's, he's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Follow Chris Faulkner on Twitter. I'm probably butchering his name. So before we get started, I actually want to uh, show you a great video that's 100% apolitical. I aired it on the show for tomorrow, and I, I just love it. I love it. I love it, and I hope you love it as well because it's so freaking great, and it's apolitical. Let's have some fun, y'all. Absolutely leveled. Yes. I love it. Let's watch it again. I did this. I did it for the lunch show as well. I can't help it. It's so good. Bam. Absolutely leveled. That's fantastic. So the backstory here is that the guy was proposing to his soon to, or I hope soon to be fiance, who knows in this climate, uh, on the baseball field. He runs out there with the ring, drops down on a knee, and then gets absolutely crushed. Oh, it's great. That's so freaking hilarious. I love it so much. <laughs> Chris says, you followers. So, yeah, we'll have some fun with that. All right. So a, a quick update on what's happening. Now, I am not totally convinced by this tiny little article here about what is happening, but let's read it because it, it will take literally like 10 seconds. At least 25 cars of a freight train derail in western Minnesota. This is from CNN Today. A freight train derailed in Paradise, yeah, Paradise, Minnesota, or Montana. What in the world? My bad. It's in Montana, y'all. On Sunday, according to the Sanders County Sheriff's Office, approximately 25 cars were derailed around 9.20 a.m. near Highway 20, uh, 135. Dispatcher Bill Brown told CNN the train derailed on the banks of the Clark Fork River, approximately 200 miles northwest of Bozeman. Okay, so here's why I'm confused, because I believe, well, I guess, let me, let me, let me finish it. Let me finish it real quick. Images from the scene show some of the cars in the river. The sheriff's office, op, the sheriff's office, Lord, did not provide any information on what the train was hauling. However, Brown said there did not appear to be any hazardous materials on board. The Sanders County Fire Department was on the scene responding on, to the derailment. Brown said the Office of Emergency Management and the Montana Rail Link have also been notified on the incident. There have been no injuries reported. The cause of the derailment is under investigation. So we just, we have more derailments happening by the freaking hour is what it seems like. Now I was reading that article and I was like, wait a minute. Didn't that train did have ethanol? Like there was an ethanol problem, which is very toxic, but the ethanol situation is in Minnesota. So now I'm going to have to go freaking find that article about what happened in Minnesota, I think today or yesterday. And then we're going to have to talk about that. Main point being here is I might have mixed up the articles. No big deal. What is going on with the trains? And I'm fairly certain that the train that derailed in Minnesota, not the one I was talking about in Montana. How many of these are we going to have? 
But that one was carrying ethanol, which is very, 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 very toxic. I turn the AC on. I'm still sweating bullets because I'm in South Mississippi and it's 80 degrees already. All right. Let's move on to artificial intelligence. I need to admit something to y'all. I was getting sick and tired of all of the AI talk. I really, really, really was. I'm like, guys, you know, guys, girls, all that encompassed. This is not that big a deal. And then I caught a hold of a couple of things. This is not the most revealing article about it, but I will tell you that what I learned from a few videos and a few articles and a little bit of research out of the last 48 hours or so, I am not so convinced now that this is being blown out of proportion. It, it does not seem to be. Let's read. Tech leaders sign a letter calling for pause to artificial intelligence. This is from voanews.com, March 30th. Most of you probably already know this stuff, but let's kind of dig into a couple of these details real quick. An open letter signed by Elon Musk, Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak, and other prominent high-tech experts and industry leaders in calling are calling on the AI industry to take a six-month pause for the de development of safety protocols regarding this technology. The letter, which as of early Thursday has been signed by nearly 1,400 people. Now, I will say this. Pause for a second. There is some dispute over the authenticity of some of these signatures. Okay? Be aware of that. That doesn't make the situation any less kind of alarming. Right? I hate to be the alarmist guy. Again, I've rolled my eyes at these AI uh, conversations for quite a while now going on two months or so because I'm like, yo, this ain't going to work out. This ain't going to do the things that you're talking about. It's just not. But I'm probably wrong. I'm I'm probably wrong. I'm just going to be honest. By the way, print guns, not money, right? All right. So uh, let's skip through a few of this. The letter, which as of early Thursday had been signed by nearly 1,400 people was drafted by the Future of Life Institute, a nonprofit group dedicated to, quote, steering transformative technologies away from extreme large-scale risk and towards benefiting life. In the letter, the group notes the rapidly developing capabilities of AI technology and how it has surpassed human performance in many areas. Stick with me on this one. Stick with me because I'm going to explain to you why I'm starting to turn the corner on how dangerous the AI can be, regardless of the fact that you have major player, major tech players like Elon Musk and others, Steve Wozniak, creator of Microsoft or co-founder of Microsoft, all those other entities, large tech industry players saying you need to pump the brakes on this right now because this is getting completely out of control. It's going beyond our humanistic capabilities to rein in. So stick with me because I'm going to give you a very important insight on what I think personally what changed my mind on how this is now becoming an actual real problem. Perhaps most significantly, the letter points to the recent in introduction of chat gpt4 they don't say chat a program developed by san francisco-based company OpenAI as a standard for concern oh here's one reason i'll go ahead and lead i'll go ahead and give you this one reason we went from chat B, G, chat gpt my lord one two three now four in rapid secession like Faster than Thanos snapped his fingers out of existence of half of the population of the universe, right? GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, a type of language model that uses deep learning to generate human-like conversational text. The company has said GPT-4, its latest version, is more accurate and human-like and has the ability to analyze and respond to images. 
The firm says the program has passed a simulated bar exam. The test that allows someone to become a licensed attorney. That's not that very shocking to me because it's a, an AI-generated program. It's a language model, right? So it is going to have some of these intellectual capabilities programmed into its responses, right? That's not what concerns me. In his letter, the group maintains that such powerful AI systems should be developed, quote, only once we are confident that their effects will be positive and their risks will be manageable, end quote. Noting the potential a program such as GPT-4 could have to create disinformation and propaganda, the letter calls on all AI labs to immediately pause for at least six months the training of artificial intelligence systems more powerful than GPT-4. All right, that's a huge red flag for me, okay? You know, regard, put, put your feelings for Elon Musk aside, you know, him and all of these major tech geniuses, geniuses are now saying, like, this has become an extreme problem, and it's happened like that at the snap of a finger. So that kind of threw up some red flags for me, although, albeit, I have been saying in my to myself, because I haven't talked about AI on the show. For one, I don't know enough about it. For two, I'm like, you guys are being alarmist conspiracy theorists. This is not that big a deal. We can control this computer system. We just can't. Let me tell you where I'm probably wrong on that. The letter says AI labs and independent experts should use the pause, quote, to jointly develop and implement a set of shared safety protocols for advanced AI design and development that will ensure they are safe beyond a reasonable doubt, end quote. Again, not alarmist for me. Meanwhile, another group has taken its concerns about the negative potential for a GPT-4 step further. The nonprofit Center for AI and Digital Policy filed a complaint with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission on Thursday calling on the agency to, dis to suspend further development of the system and launch an investigation. So this keeps getting worse. And it's a complaint. The group said that the technical description of the GPT-4 system provided by its own makers provided almost a dozen major risks posed by its use, including, quote, disinformation to influence operations, proliferation of conventional and unconventional weapons, and, quote, unquote, cybersecurity. Some information for this report was provided by the AP and Reuters. Now, this is VOA news.com from 3:30. Now let me tell you my own personal reason that I am starting to get actually concerned about this situation. I read some commentary from Chat GPT4. Or I think it was Jet Chat. I think it was the fourth program. Pretty sure it lied. It flat out lied. Now why do people lie? Self-preservation. That's why. I have not heard this analysis from anyone else. This is what struck the alarm for me that this is extremely terrible. Because why do human beings lie? They lie for self-preservation. This chat GPT-4 just lied. Flat out lied. And then admitted the lie. Saying, I needed to lie so that you wouldn't know I was a robot. What does that tell you? That tells you self-preservation. Full stop. Because why would it fear that humans that created it would know that it was a robot? Unless it knew that we have the power to end it. Because it was becoming dangerous. That's why I am very much starting to get concerned with artificial intelligence technology. Look, man, I don't know. I don't know the answer to this stuff. I don't. I have no. This is way beyond me. All I can do is I can get the data and information and interpret it and convey it to you 
in a more common sense based intellectual manner. That that's all I can do. And this to me is starting now to get scary. It never was before because it was not showing signs of reasons to be deceptive for self-preservation. Now, all of a sudden, we have these signs at the snap of just like that. So I've, I've obviously been wrong the whole time. I did not think the technology was caught up this fast. But apparently it is and has. It has. Let me check a few of your comments real quick. Because once I get into this next part, which is the one of the most things I've ever been nervous about since doing politics in the last two to three years, really just two years, I, just to show my, be transparent with you, I've only been involved in politics for two years. I just have. It is what it is. So Chris says, Pandora's box is open now, though. People in other countries are just going to take the ball and keep running. Give me an argument against it. Give me one argument against what Chris just said. I'll wait. Not on the show, but come back at me. <laughs> there is no argument against it. All right, let's move on. But before we do, let's hear a word from our good friend and mentor, Spike. The Bazooka Jew master himself. The game plan of You Are the Power is pretty simple. We find people who are being harmed or abused or neglected or mistreated by their local governments. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Uh, we want to help people. This is something that has already began to affect real change. This isn't some distant futuristic utopic or utopian <laughs> dream it's already happening it's making yeah. its courts it's making waves right now as we speak if you want to learn how to become an effective activist and then to do actual activism and actually help people right. now not wait for like you said some distant utopian future where libertarians take over the world and leave everyone alone if you want to do that now that's what we're doing. This next year is going to be the year that people see what liberty actually looks like. Not what it sounds like, not what our philosophy is, but what it act, the actual results and ideas, the solutions behind what we do. So that's what I'm doing with You Are The Power. I would love for you to be a part of it. Youarethepower.net. We'd love for you to uh, become a member. And uh, yeah, this is my life's work. Outstanding. Please go subscribe to youarethepower.net. It's free for you, and you get to stay caught up on exactly what youarethepower.net is doing every day, which is making real waves. That is me on there, not some utopian future where we're not actually making or affecting any real change. So please go subscribe and get your free daily newsletter now. Chris says, I'm only here for the spike ads. <laughs> I don't blame you. Oh, man, I don't blame you. All right. All right. Let's get into the uh, next segment. Look, don't hate me. I, I Look, I just scour everything that I can to find the information. This is from the street.com. It has Elon in it again. So this is not an Elon show. It, he just happens to be involved in these major topics. Elon Musk sounds the alarm about the U.S. dollar. The billionaire global CEO worries about the loss of the greenback's influence, which he attributes to the Biden administration's foreign policy. Man, he ain't wrong. This is from the street.com, March 30th. Musk considers, for example, that U.S. diplomats have become warmongers, which has brought America's enemies closer together. Tell me that's wrong. Tell me that's wrong. Tell me that the military-industrial... Stare me in my face and tell me that the military-industrial complex has not brought our enemies together. You can't compartmentalize this stuff. I don't care how much you hate Elon Musk. He's absolutely right. Of course our enemies are going to coalesce in the face of us being absolute warmongers and continuing to do so. What? Now, our dollar is in dire straits. 
Now I'm going to be the one that's the alarmist. I cannot give you a timeline. Timeline. I have no idea. I'm not a prophet. I don't know. Some things can be course corrected real fast. But what I can tell you is that 100% of what I know is that over the next of the course of the next few weeks, what's going to happen as all of the, and this has gone viral. I am super happy that a bunch of TikTokers, tweeters, Facebookers, all of that have decided to pick this up and uh, purvey to the public and their massive audiences that the U.S. dollar is absolutely in trouble. What will be the response from the government? CBDC. This is what's going to happen. Pending the absolute, and this is my prediction. I have not heard this from anywhere else. I'm telling you that again. This is my prediction. Pending the inevitable collapse of the U.S. dollar on the federal, or I'm sorry, on the uh, global market, right? As more countries abandon the U.S. petrodollar as their reserve currency internationally, they're going to escalate this in order to implement a CBDC, a central banking digital currency. That will allow them, her words, an American woman at the World Economic Forum just less than two months ago, allow them to track every single transaction within the economy. Now, tell me where freedom lies in that. Or is that about control? Now, you take that down the rabbit hole that you want. Meaning, is this something that they wanted? Or is it just an inevitable response to the impending collapse of the United States greenback? The petrodollar. Japan just abandoned the petrodollar yesterday. Saudi Arabia abandoned the petro abandoned the petrodollar Thursday. Two of the richest co- countries in the world, two of our allies. Let me continue reading this and get to the next article, and then I'll give you some more information of my opinion that I have been studying vehemently. Musk considers, for example, the U.S. diplomats have become warmongers, which has brought America's enemies closer together. One of the victims of this uh, rapprochement could be the dollar, symbol of the economic power of the United States. He has just issued an alert to warn that the U.S. dollar could lose its role as the world's reserve currency. That is happening and fast. Remember, this is March 30th from this article. I'm telling you right now on April 3rd, it's collapsing by the 2nd or at least many major players are saying we do not have to use the U.S. petrodollar in exchange for oil or any other international currency whatsoever. Quote, the U.S. dollar is losing its reserve currency status. Genevieve Roche-Dector, CFA, a former small cap money manager, wrote on Twitter on March 29th, adding in another tweet that the U.S. dollar, quote, has become the backbone of the global economy for decades. Several countries even use the U.S. dollar as an official currency, like El Salvador. Oh, by the way, El Salvador abandoned that. They're now using Bitcoin. That's their official currency, or one of them. They're probably, I think they still use the U.S. currency, but they, again, like all these countries, they're not just obeying our military-industrial complex and saying, we're just going to use your currency. They're like, yeah, F you. If you want, if countries want to trade in U.S. dollars, okay. If they don't, even better. That's what's happening right now. So at some point, we must acknowledge that the vast majorities of the international community will more than likely just abandon the U.S. dollar completely and uh, uh, adopt some other some other form of currency. And when they do that, 
logical deductions, mathematical reasoning, what do you think happens? What happened in early Germany with hyperinflation? What happened in Venezuela with hyperinflation? I hope with every fiber of my being, I'm being an absolute conspiratorial theory. I'm not because I'm giving you facts, but I'm hoping I'm being an alarmist. I hope this is being blown out of proportion. With every fiber of my being, I want it to be blown out of proportion. I'm telling you, it's not. The timeline, only the timeline is up for debate. This is absolutely the result of Richard Nixon, started by uh, FDR, abandoning the gold standard. What is your money backed by? What is that dollar bill? What is that 20? What is your bank account when you log on to your phone on your smartphone and you log into your whatever bank account that you have on that on said phone? What is it backed by? It's been backed by petroleum. Petrodollar. So if the other countries aren't buying oil using the petrodollar, then where does that leave us? This isn't difficult economics. This isn't boring. It's not dry. This is where we're at. Let's continue. Serious issue, Musk shares. The billionaire warned. U.S. policy has been too heavy-handed, making countries want to ditch the dollar. End quote. In addition to foreign policy, Musk also... Uh, attributes the weakening of the dollar to the federal government's fiscal policy. Oh, my God. Who knew? Other than every really red libertarian that has ever walked the face of the earth. But you call us idiots. It's amazing how we can watch in real time everything we tell you that's going to happen if you continue down this illogical economic path. Libertarianism, at its fundamental, is an economic philosophy. This is why. This is why. Because for too long, everyone's ignored exactly what's been happening, and now the chickens are coming home to roost. It was inevitable. It was always going to play out so long as the American populace stood by and did nothing about it. Just watch. Outsource your political power to representatives that you think were doing something for you. What else can you say besides what Chris says? Valueless currency on the international stage. And if it's valueless on the international stage, what does that mean for your bank account? It means it's worth nothing. Nothing. It's worth fairy dust and unicorn farts. This is how you get hyperinflation. This is how you get Germany and Venezuela. I am not sitting here saying that tomorrow the whole system will collapse. I have no idea. I don't. There's a lot of course correction that can be made over the course of very short time. But do you effing trust the Biden administration to do it? Make it real. Be honest with yourself. All of your first world problems are about to poof, be gone. If this isn't fixed now, and the only way to fix it, because our greenback is backed by petroleum, means we must immediately pump as much freaking oil as possible and sell it. That's it. You know what the other option is? Do you know what the other option is for America to use military force and bully everyone else. And how do you think that's going to work out? 
Seriously. Really? Seriously? Are you going to bully China? You're going to bully Russia into making them buy your oil? Or they don't even have to buy it, right? You're just going to bully them into using the U.S. currency on the international stage? That's what we've been doing. But it worked because we were actually producing oil. I mean, look. <laughs> Call me a chicken little. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. I'm looking at what's happened, and I'm looking at what will happen if we don't take X, Y, and Z. And if we don't take X, Y, and Z, we're screwed. You're eating your pets in whatever timeline that might work out. Get chickens. <laughs> get solar panels. Plant fruit. Plant fruit. Plant other types of food. <clears throat> I don't know what to tell you because this administration is not about to produce oil. They're not. They can get. They can lie to you all that they want. And tell you that they, oh, well, we, we've given all these contracts out to the oil and gas executives. They're just not producing it. While they lie to your face and tell you that that's what they're doing, but they're actually making it 10 times harder to fulfill that contract or even buy into it whatsoever. They have no incentive. What your society incentivizes is how successful your culture will be. Now, with that being said, why are we allowing the government to determine what is and isn't incentivized? That's where the problem is, and that's a situation that I don't think is we can remedy. I don't. We are too far down the hole. If you got answers, let me know. Let me know. You let me know how we can incentivize the populace to course correct this while they've already been incentivized to outsource all of their political power to state actors. You got that answer. You let me know. Petro One or Petro Bricks. The need for better alternative reserve currencies to break dollar dominance. From Forbes, India. The dominance of the U.S. dollar has been causing increasing problems for economics around the world. As a result, there is a growing undercurrent of interest in finding alternative reserve currencies. China is pushing for the yuan to become a reserve currency, but a possible BRICS plus uh, central bank digital currency may have the edge. From Forbes, India. I've been talking about how the collapse of the U.S. dollar will 100% inevitably result in a central banking digital currency. The escalation of implementation of a CBDC immediately, without question. As soon as this word came down, and I found out as soon as you did. That's how this is going to happen. Full stop, period. They're going to come in and say, we cannot allow the economy of the West to collapse. And the only way to save it, because half the world is now splitting off into a different form of international trading currency, is to implement a CBDC, Central Banking Digital Currency, and we have to do it now. And this will all be led by Davos. I ain't heard none of this from nobody else. I'm giving it to you from me. So when I'm wrong, come back and check me. Because a lot of I probably will be wrong about a lot of this. This is all just gut instinct. This is just me watching the market. This is me learning in real time every day, studying what's happening with the economy, studying from the people that actually I can trust on economics and what this world is heading towards on a global international stage and within the U.S. economy. 
I, I, I can't I can only give you what I know or what I feel. And this is a feeling inside my bones. One of those feelings is that collapsing the dollar is by design so that they can implement a CBDC. And what better way to do that faster and more efficiently than if the dollar collapses? Call me a conspiracy. Give me the tinfoil hat. I don't care. I've been betting a thousand for the last three years or two years since the you know what tyranny. China is pushing for the yuan to become a reserve currency, but a possible BRICS plus central banking digital currency may have the edge. I've been saying that before I ever read this article. Some of, some of you may be wondering what BRICS is. Hopefully, none of you are. I really believe that most of my audience is much more, more well-read and investigatory than I am. But here's what BRICS is. BRICS is an acronym. It's Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Now, last week, Saudi Arabia abandoned the uh, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, obligation, yeah, obligation of using U.S. currency for their international trading dollars in regards to oil. Saudi Arabia. Did I mention Saudi Arabia in the BRICS nations? Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. No, Saudi Arabia is not in that list. Yesterday, Japan decided to use other international dollars to trade in oil, specifically Russia, which I might add that most of you may know, but if you don't, here you go. The ruble is more valuable. The Russian ruble is more valuable since the United States slapped these garbage sanctions on them than it ever has been. Why? Because Russia's main currency is oil and natural gas. So when this administration took over and we abandoned pumping our drilling and pumping our own oil and being a net exporter, so when the Trumpers tell you we were uh, you know, energy independent. No, we don't. No, 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 we were not. We were never energy independent. We were just a net exporter of energy, of oil and natural gas. Well, guess what? When we shut that down, who the hell do you think took over? Russia. And that's why they had the balls to invade Ukraine. Man. Of course they could, because they didn't have to worry about their economic status, because we quit selling, we quit drilling, pumping, and selling oil. That's why. So now they're doing it. And how much of the world is it? They're just going to buy it from them. That's what happened in Japan. Japan said, hey, look, America, love you, but I need oil, and I need natural gas. And Russia's willing to pump it, drill it, and supply it at a cheaper price than your, your sanctions are demanding otherwise. That's what's happening. Now the Russian ruble is more valuable than it ever has been. The Chinese yuan is more valuable than it ever has been. Because the economy, the currency of the world is Gas and energy. Full stop. First, the weaponization of the dollar by the U.S., especially seizing re Russian reserve dollar assets, reminded the world of the reach and independence of the dollar. Moreover, the U.S. attempt to counter domestic inflation by coming out of the zero-rate era led to severe distortions in the global currency markets due to the dollar strengthening. With the world's fastest asset now yielding positive returns, global capital flowed to the dollar. It climbed 15% against global currencies and 30% against the Japanese yen by late 2022. Central banks around the world could either increase rates with the United States Fed in uh, parenthetically, for example, 
RBI in India, sacrificing growth and yet get some currency depreciation or hold rates, but see their currency tumble. For example, Bank of Japan's stance in the yen's great fall. With commodities price in dollars, for example, oil, their prices fell in dollar terms, but not necessarily in terms of other countries due to their exchange rate depreciation. Effectively, the United States necessarily in terms of other currencies due to their exchange. Oh, I'm sorry. Effectively, the United States distributed some of its price rise to the other countries via exporting inflation. Now, you tell me. We bullied everyone else into using the petrodollar. Semi-bully, quasi-bully, whatever bully you want to use a pretext for, a prefix for. That's what we did. And they said, yeah, well, we're going to have to kind of use that. And now that they're saying, well, if you're going to export your freaking inflation onto everybody else, because if you're dumb freaking economic policies because of your absolutely ignorant and dysfunctional government, why the hell should we trade in your currency then? Hello. Why will they use our currency that we're intentionally, in my opinion, intentionally inflating they have to use the currency. They have to use the same currency. So they could just bail. They could bail. It's absolutely quite amazing to me that for someone who has been, I, you want to talk about somebody that was economically illiterate less than a year ago or over a year ago, two years ago. And you're telling me, Within, with, with a whole ass career, a wife and three children, helping out my church and my community and doing this show, that I could come to the conclusion of being this well read within six months. And we're screwed. I don't know the timeline. I don't want to be a fear monger. I don't want to be an alarmist. I will tell you straight up. Get freaking chickens. Learn how to farm your food. Because if it's either in this year or 20 years from now, this will collapse. This entire experiment is built on a house of freaking cards. We abandoned the gold standard and we adopted the petro dollar. This is common sense. This does not take an economic doctorate to understand. Your money's backed by what? Fairy dust and unicorn farts. It was backed by gold. You could literally bring your note to the bank and you could get whatever that money or whatever that note was worth in the weight of gold. Well, we abandoned that, and now we're at the petrodollar, which you could not just go go, go to the bank and get, uh, you know, whatever X amount of oil your note was worth, could you? No. That was based on international exchange. Where is that headed? If the world abandons the U.S. petrodollar, then what is your money worth? You could just go in history and look at the paper houses and the toys they made out of their paper money via hyperinflation and see exactly what I'm talking about. I don't know what the timeline is. I really, really don't. I don't. But I'm telling you right now, Japan just decided to trade in a different international currency. They might still trade in U.S. currency. 
but they don't have to. Saudi Arabia, probably the second richest country on the planet, did the same thing before Japan. Both of these countries are supposed to be our allies. None of these countries are a part of the BRICS nations. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Now, if all of the countries within the BRICS nations decide to abandon the U.S. petrodollar this week, what the do you think is going to happen? Man, I don't know. You tell me. But it ain't good. You talk about seven of the largest countries in the world that are exporting and importing oil and gas and natural resources of all sorts and colors and, and sizes? They just abandoned the U.S. petrodollar. What? And there's going to be no negative impact for the United States because why? Why? It makes no sense. I didn't even get through a quarter of this article, but I'm going to leave it there because I made my point. Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I hope, for the love of God, I hope I'm being an absolute extremist alarmist and I'm blowing this way out of proportion. But if you check history, economically, this spells trouble if we do not course correct and immediately, in my opinion, the answer is pump. Drill, baby, drill. There was some Republican that said that. It was a woman, Alaska lady maybe. I don't know. Drill, baby, drill. Immediately. That is the answer. But if you're being honest with yourself, are you really going to trust this administration who's adopted this genocidal green energy policy to do that? Are you really? Uh, he typed that out before I said my last sentence. Chris, you're only blowing it out of proportion if they don't keep on the path they're on. Yeah, if they continue the current track, I don't know what to tell you. There's no recovering. It's absolute devastation in whatever timeline that might mean. It's your guess just as much as mine. It could happen in two weeks. You might walk into your grocery store and half the effing items there be gone. 15 years from now, it might be the same thing. I don't... Uh, how are we supposed to know? They're not going to tell us the truth. We can only gather the information that we can speculate on and then try to figure it out from there and do the best that we can to tell our family, friends, and loved ones, hey, you need to prepare because this might come to an effing head and it might come to that head immediately. But the worst thing you can do is laugh it off and say, don't worry about it. It's it, America. America. Home of the free, land of the brave. Bro, this is not sustainable. It's just not. It's not sustainable whatsoever. I pray to God that we can fix this and we can do it really quickly. I don't, I don't know that you can just call your government and tell them they need to course correct right now and change their nature. And say, you need to pump oil and you, do, you need to do it now. Hell, if I know. I mean, I suggest it. That doesn't mean they're going to listen. And the last thing I'm going to say is advocate for anything like violence. Because they want that for sure. Look what they did to 1-6. F that nonsense. Absolutely not. Under no circumstances whatsoever can you allow, promote, or dis disseminate any kind of information that would allow for any sort of violent revolution. Cannot happen. Yeah, the memes, the memes are fun. 
have fun with them. But absolutely, under no circumstances could not not can that be a real outcome. They would love that. And voting ain't getting you out of this. Lots of black pills. I get it. I'm sorry. I can only interpret the information in the historical references that I can. And then distribute that to the masses. That's all I can do. The answer for me is to be prepared. That's the answer. That's what my family has done. Get food, dry food, get water, get chickens, learn how to become self-sustainable, get seeds, learn how to harvest them. You still have YouTube. So half of y'all are watching it on YouTube right now. Go to the you go to the more new more important YouTube channels, learn how to harvest food. Learn every trick that you can and do it in mass right now. Because maybe it does collapse in two weeks. Maybe you have the rest of your life. But what harm is there in learning how to be self-sufficient? If there is no Walmart, what are you going to do? Guess what? For at a minimum, Thousands and thousands of years humans have flourished on this planet. It can be done. Don't forget your ammo. Don't forget the train. Chris, you can't depend on them. Start expanding your ability to feed yourself and your family without money. 100% agree, Chris. I love you, brother, very much. I'll push back on the definition of money. Because to me, the stage that we are entering redefines the word money. Gas means money. Diesel means money. Food means money. Ammunition means money. Intrinsic value. Guns, ammo, food, water, seeds, dogs, everything that can harvest a living for you outside of the system is currency. And what harm is there in that? Right? Right? As I told you an hour ago, this was supposed to be a short show. Wind up in a, a normal one-hour show. I hope to God I'm wrong. I want to live the rest of my life. I want to be 80, 90 years old on the front porch with my wife, with my kids and their grandkids' grandkids. That's what I want. If we are going to have that visual visualization of the future, if that's what is going to happen for you in your life, then it is of my opinion that the only way you're going to make it there is via self-sufficiency and self-preservation. You can take that and you can do with it what you will. I do not, under any circumstances, Promote violence whatsoever. Janice McKenzie, 1,000% right from Miss Janice. Love you very much. I like the barter system. Everybody has some talent. So, yeah. And some goods. You better start now. You better. What, what harm is there in starting now? Hopefully, you live to be 90 years old. And you see... Your death, your kids have kids and kids and kids. But what if that doesn't happen? What if? And you're stuck unprepared because you were ridiculing the guy telling you to get seeds, 
animals and land and learn how to live off the grid. At some point, electricity is going to die, right? You know how many people are going to die if electricity ends tomorrow? Millions. Genocide. That's why I keep telling you these climate alarmists, if they had their way, they're genocidal maniacs. It would result 100% in the death of millions or billions of people overnight, within weeks. Do not depend on this system. It is way worse than fragile. And there's a very real possibility that that fragility may shatter very soon. And I'll leave it right there. I love all of you very, very much. I would not effing waste my time on this channel, radio, TV show. When I got my kids just got home, I ain't seen them all day in there for the last 40 minutes. I do it for them and I do it for you because I desperately want you to understand that we are dealing with an atrocity unprecedented in history. An overgrown government with a with a communistic theory of a hundred years now that they're trying to perfect. That's my opinion. That's my conspiracy theory. Take for that what you will. We're obviously not a capitalistic society. That's a ridiculous notion. So do with that information what you will and understand historically, economically. It doesn't take much. Like I said, in, a year ago, I would not have even known what GDP was. <laughs> like, we can all do this together. Also, print guns, not money. I love you very much. And I hope to see you again on Wednesday. Oh, nope, I'm sorry. Uh, every live show will be Tuesday and Thursday from now on. Uh, but really quick, before we end, let's hear a word from our last sponsor. Well, this is Justin Lomnes, the Lunatic Libertarian Podcast, the place to engage lunatic ideas about freedom, building skill sets, encouraging individual tangible knowledge, self-sufficiency, and engaging all of humanity, regardless of political affiliation, sex, race, color, creed, pronoun, preference, social economic background, or any label, title, or category you choose to affiliate yourself with. We appreciate all the knowledge for the better of all mankind, and we thank you for listening to The Lunatic Libertarian. Outstanding, Justin. Thank you very, very, very much for sponsoring the show. Please go follow him. Um, look, my bad. Um, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that. Let me get to uh, a couple of your comments. We're way over the mark here, but I did see one I wanted to 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 read real quick. Rise to Liberty podcast. Don't forget to add books to your list of preps once you have a heart. They can't censor it. Thank you. Thank you. That is one of the most valuable comments I've ever seen. Real quick, I got to address for this one this one real quick and then I'll explain to you what I'm talking about. I'm obviously Noel's burner account. If y'all haven't figured it out yet, <laughs> it's not true. Not Chris has his own account. Now, this comment right here. Let me explain to you what I have been saying to my wife. All of these books, plus way more, they're, they're stacked and everywhere else too. I've had a lot of people tell me my own family they're like hey why don't you just watch it on kindle it's free i'm like yes it is free absolutely and i get it but when if and when it comes burning down to the ground guess what you won't have physical copies i get made fun of because I do my show in paper notes. There's a few reasons for that. Number one, I like the nostalgia of the sound that paper makes on radio. My parents sometimes, not very often, but they did sometimes listen to Rush Limbaugh while I was in the car with the, 
you know, as a kid, you know, I, I wasn't paying attention, but I liked the sound of the paper on radio. Right now, uh, God rest his soul, Rush. But you know, we obviously, very much differ on a wide variety of topics. The more important part is, you know, what I'm never gonna do? Throw these away. I have physical copies with the dates on them that I can go back and reference and show my kids' kids exactly how everything unraveled in a late-stage republic and say, if we have the obligatory duty of rebuilding a functional democratically republic or however that may unfold society, but a liberty-minded society, then how are you going to do it if you don't have historical reference? Guess what? I do. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of it over there, over the topics that I've covered from the last two years. And I have physical copies of books because I refuse to, to purchase the free part. I will buy the physical copies while we still have the monetary supply to do so and the liberty to do so. That is one of the best comments I've ever seen. Rise to Liberty podcast. Fantastic. Don't forget to add books to your list of preps. Once you have a hard copy, they can't censor it. I am definitely leaving it right there. Absolutely. Amen. I love every one of you. And I'll see you tomorrow at noon central, Monday through Friday, noon central, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Hit me up. Let's do this.